I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Yeah, it's too loud, baby. And the room a lot. Listening to the stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food pod. As always, say hello, Chris Chang. Hello, my name is Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Our illustrious. Got my name wrong co-host. again. Mm, he's still here, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> she. Uh, we have one guest today. Say hello, Nathan. Hello, hello. Um, people would know you from a few food things. Perhaps, yes. Perhaps. You may have. Um, first off, you do your own food podcast with a couple other people. That is correct. And that's called The Table Set. The Table Set. And that's that you and right. two other people. Yep. And you also uh, do a pop-up restaurant series. Mm-hmm. That is correct. It is kind of a underground tiki supper club, we like to call it. Underground Tiki Supper Club. <laughs> that is correct, sir. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're that combination of words together. <laughs> And that uh, that's the Coconut Club. The Coconut Club, which is a great name. Thank you. It kind of seems like a like a membership program for, I don't know, Hawaiian Airlines. <laughs> Young coconuts from <laughs> specific regions of the world. Sample their supple flesh, yes. The, the Thai coconut water <laughs> tastes much different from the Hawaiian oh, coconut yeah, yeah, water. Yeah. <laughs> that means you're a coconut Somalia. Hints of marjoram. Mm. <laughs> Take notes, boys. What, uh, and do you do anything else food-related? Um, I I used to do a blog as well, but I feel like we're kind of in a post-blog world. So We kind of are <laughs> in a post-blog world, yeah. and we're in a present pod world. That is true. That's <laughs> weird. Has, has pod killed the blog star? No, no. <laughs> no. I think lists have killed the blogs. I think Instagram killed the blogs, honestly. Uh, Instagram and Tumblr, kind of. I mean, Tumblr's still a blog, but not yeah. really, really. It's like ADD blog. Styles. Yeah. You could write stuff on a Tumblr, but who does? Who reads it? Mm, anyway, moms. so <laughs> so Coconut Club uh, blogging when blogging is relevant. Toads. R.I.P. Totes. <laughs> and you do coconut you make tote bags. <laughs> oh yeah, I wish I would love to make tote bags actually. All right. Well, they yeah. uh, get into it once once you yeah. go from underground to overground, start working your way into the uh, high priced tote market. <laughs> I, I perfect suppose, for the farmers market. Yeah. I do also do, like, um, outside of the Coconut Club, I do cocktail stuff also just for private events and cocktail consultation, if you will. Oh. Great. All right. Well, we're going to talk about all of that. Let's start with the food pod first. How long have you been doing it for? I feel like it's been a little little bit of a while. Yeah. I would say maybe... Because we're pretty new in the food pod game. I guess maybe four, almost four years, maybe? Really? Three years? I don't know. That's pretty long. A long time. Yeah. We were... um, the network we're on is called Home Fries, and it, at the time, it was the first network that was doing food-related content. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of fun to be in that kind of pioneer stage, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we had our f- five minutes of fame when we were featured on the iTunes page because there weren't any other food podcasts, <laughs> <laughs> and then that never happened again. We but, enjoyed uh, our five minutes as well. Yeah. <laughs> they give everybody a, a week and a half of shine before you're... Swept under the Alton Brown rug. Yep. Fuck you. <laughs> Alton Brown's rug. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a long time. And how often do you it do is. the pod? Well, we used to do it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. now maybe once a month if we're lucky. Uh, we were trying to do it twice a month originally. Okay. Yeah. And that's with two other people. And what mm-hmm. what do you guys, what what is the what does it normally consist of? Right. It's um, kind of an entertaining podcast. So we all kind of have different. Same. No, yeah. I've never well, heard of such a thing. Do a, tell. A podcast about, about the act of entertaining others. Oh. Yes. It's a very entertaining podcast. Okay. <laughs> it's like that one time when, when you talked about childbirth or something, and then I got into eating children. That's right. That's when it stopped being entertaining. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> it's the chef on the, on the competition show saying they made a perfectly cooked burger. But no, it's, it's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's about entertaining. It's about throwing parties, but um, kind of taking that idea of a dinner party and then expanding upon different 
I don't know, ideas, themes, um, ways to do things. While you guys are recording, are you guys eating and drinking as if you were at a dinner party? Sometimes. Not always. One of the big rules at the beginning was not to smack our food. Tough. But we still do on occasion. Uh, yeah, we often do. We try to have different things so that um, maybe we're in the kitchen for part of it, preparing something or making a cocktail, eating and drinking it live. But also, we've been doing a lot of events and then kind of recording a little bit at the event, then taking it back to our table, discussing it. Um, we try to have like kind of different segments so it's not, you know... Mm-hmm. Just us talking about this idea of throwing parties and then not actually throwing parties. Okay. Does everyone have sort of a role on the podcast? Like, you're the cocktails guy, yep. and one is the sort of decorations guy, gal. Well, it kind of just Who happened. cleans the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> who's scrubbing the toilets, yeah. Um, that would be Greg, whose house we record in. Okay. Uh, and he, it's funny, we kind of just fell into our roles because, you know, I'm in my mid-30s. Um, Greg, whose house we record at, he's in, well, he doesn't want me to say his age. He's a little bit older than I am. And then <laughs> Andy. He's uh, past his mid-30s. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's, he's like the classy entertainer. He has like all the silver. Like, it, you know, he's a good mm. entertainer. And then uh, Andy, who's in his uh, 20s, is kind of like this self-taught chef and, you know, really into kind of the nerdy side of food. So when we come together, it just kind of we fell into our place where I became, because I like drinking and I like cocktails, became the cocktail so guy. So the other two just sober sallies? <laughs> no, well, actually, nah. No, Greg actually did write a cookbook on uh, cocktails last year called Savory Cocktails, which actually is a fantastic book. Mm. And I do have a few cocktail recipes in it. Um, so you're a published auteur of cookbooks. It's, I guess so. It's, it's pronounced author. I'm pretty sure it's auteur. <laughs> I think you're wrong. Do you make any cookbook royalties off of that, or is that pro bono no, recipe work? Yeah, pro bono. I Actually, last year as well, there's a cool little book called The Way We Ate um, that I also have... Uh, that's historical historical cocktail kind of recipe. Okay. Cool. Story yeah. in. So do you find yourself doing more like sort of like trying to push the boundaries in terms of cocktails or do you sort yeah. of look to the past? Um I you know, I think we should always look to the past. Uh but yeah, I get excited about the the weird shit and different stuff and you know, I like to go outside the box when I can. Does that does that uh, affect how you cook as well? I don't know if you cook, but I don't know if they go hand in hand or if if you know you see a sage leaf and you think, well, this would be great in a drink, but you didn't think about cooking it ever. Well, you know, I like to use all parts of the sage plant, so <laughs> <laughs> I certainly fry it up and put My it in, put it on top of dinner as well. No, um, yeah, I like to cook. I'm not. I wouldn't call myself an amazing cook. I just enjoy cooking. Mm-hmm. I think I approach cocktails the way a lot of people approach cooking, and like everyone, I think should approach cocktails. Is just do it. What you know, tastes good. I, I've been told that my vinaigrettes are amazing, but maybe oh. that's because I like making cocktails and I think they're actually really similar because you're all about, it's all about balance, you know? Sure. So. Vinaigrette. It's a, uh, it's Vinaigrette. a thick, Great. thick virgin cocktail at the end of the day. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah, so what, what's, your, what's your A plus vinaigrette? What's your, uh, what's your home run vinaigrette that you do? Um, I keep it actually really simple. But, you know, olive Same. oil, you know, uh, sherry vinegar, mm-hmm. uh, diced shallots. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a little bit of honey mm-hmm. and a little bit of lemon, mm-hmm. lots of uh, kosher salt and pepper. And that's about it. It's just ratios. I, I don't know. When you do it, do you, do you emulsify it or do you leave it, uh, leave it broken? Oh, I yeah, I put it. I usually just put it all in a jar and shake it. Okay, that's shake good. The and then you can yeah. and then you can keep it. In the <laughs> Jason's fridge. smoking out the ears right now. Look at him. No, I'm not. You must emulsify. No, that's that's more me. I'm more kind of the dickhead about stuff like that. I don't think you <laughs> must emulsify. I just I enjoy emulsifying. Yeah, me too. That's the only reason. But that's I very similar. That, that's like more or less exactly what I do for mine, yeah. except I add Dijon. On occasion, to absolutely. To uh, well, to gives emulsify. It, a kick, yeah. it gives it a little kick, and it makes the emulsifying much easier. And then I mm. also do uh, crushed garlic sometimes. Oh yes, very good. Also in cayenne too. Oh, I'm spicy. Yes. <laughs> so, um, for you are spicy. For for your cocktails, I want to know what's like the most out-of-the-box kind of inventive forward-thinking mm-hmm. cocktail you've ever done? And then what is the mo- what is like your favorite 
just standard classic cocktail. Okay. Um, you know, it's funny because I think back to some of the ones I did maybe a few years ago that seemed really crazy. And now just the way trends change, maybe they aren't so crazy anymore. But um, I guess recently I did... Recently, I did one that was kind of fun that I wanted it to be kind of a performative cocktail. So it's for like a private. Um, Do you have a lot of flair when you start shaking? No, no, no. Not like cocktail, <laughs> like it flair. Was a, it was a joke. Not Tom Cruise flair. You're not like uh, swallowing fire. No, no, no. Well, and actually, the I'm the opposite of a flair bartender. I like don't even look at me when I'm shaking a shaker, like really. Sick. But um, sometimes when I'm shaking, I'll scream, don't look at me as well. Yeah, like no. And actually, on Thanksgiving, my sister is on my shit list because she took one of those slow-mo videos of me shaking a shaker. <laughs> oh, no. And posted it on Facebook, and it has just... I was in an undershirt. I just watched my belly shaking while I'm <laughs> shaking this shaker, and it was the most embarrassing. Yeah, the worst. Side note, slow-mo video is my no, no. all-time favorite new thing of, <laughs> of owning an iPhone, a new iPhone. Holy shit. Uh, um, so what was this cocktail you made at Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah. uh, that one, uh, that I went just kind of crowd-pleasing, and it I made like a, cran- a spiced cranberry shrub syrup and then did bourbon uh clementine and lemon juice mm. uh peychaud's bitters um what bitters peychaud's i'm not familiar with that yes you They're are the uh yeah the bright Sazerac. red yeah exactly from new orleans the sazerac stop okay kind of a sorry side note speaking of new orleans do you know who chris mcmillan is wait i that name is ringing uh, he about. was the library bar or whatever at the four seasons he was like oh, the old okay. dude I don't think he works there anymore. The only reason I ever wanted to go to New Orleans was to try this guy's That's the only reason? Yeah, I mean... There are so many reasons to go to New Orleans. I don't want to drive through and, you know, get hit by a hurricane and stuff. I don't know. You don't need to worry about that. I'm going to make a note of us to talk about New Orleans after this. Yes, please. I love it. Um, Oh, yeah, but weird, uh, weird, crazy cocktails. So... Yeah, for a private dinner recently, I wanted to do something that was just table-side that could be a little something fun. So I took um, this extract uh, from the butterfly pea blossom. Um, so it's like a bright, bright blue. Wait, what's a butterfly <laughs> pea blossom? Like It's like a pea blossom, but it's called the butterfly pea. And whenever I just say butterfly pea, people get scrunch up their faces and think it's I'm crazy. It's funny. Butterfly yeah. pea. You know? No, it's not butterfly pea. It's, it's more It's more rare and expensive than saffron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> butterflies don't pee you blue liquid. you put it in your eyes... But, <laughs> how do you know that butterflies don't vision. pee? I mean, I don't know if it's bright blue. Oh. But this it stuff is. sense. But this stuff is. So it's okay. like, it's a blue flower. The extract is bright blue. Um, and when combined with acid, it turns like a bright pink. Sick. So... What for does it the, taste holy like? Holy shit. On its own, it's... You know? Uh, well, you can, there's tea of it as well. Is it um, like a concentrate? Yeah, this one's. A, this is what I used was a concentrate. But you can get. I mean, the tea is used. I've had it in. Uh, is Thai that what they make adios motherfuckers out of? I don't think so. <laughs> it was a blue joke. I think. Yeah, I love blue. Um, <laughs> so Smurf urine. <laughs> Smurf so urine. So when you add acid pee. to it, it turns bright pink. pink. Like yeah. any sort of acid, or is it a specific type? Of well, acid? like citric acid will okay. do it. I haven't tried it with anything else, but uh, amazing. And it actually can create like a really cool ombre. Yeah. Uh, so it's Quila so ladies. So really blue like to it. pink ombre that is can be a beautiful thing if it's Absolutely. backlit by uh, Tahitian sun, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hippie vomit. Um, <laughs> so it's funny. The cocktail I made with it actually was very simple. It was basically a, a gin gimlet, um, but but then I had like a little like chemistry glassware, a little little shit that sat next to it, the blue stuff. And when it went in, you know, it, it was this whole kind of performative thing where it started, um, you know, making these blue inky billows and then it kind oh. of turned purple and then pink. Whoa. And so it was kind of fun because I wonder if it's different. If there's a citric acid that reacts to like that weighs, you know, somehow more than it. So like oil and water, so you get little bubbles of pink in there. It No, not quite. It really does kind of more that inky, yeah, like yeah, yeah. like vibe. adding milk to coffee. Exactly. Yeah. Uh but still, I don't know. It was pretty What did you name that drink? Um yeah, no. Oh, well I used I used like <laughs> <laughs> I used that like bomb uh Bombay Sapphire Orient and so I think I called it just like um Madam Butterfly. Oh, nice. yeah. I believe is what that one was. What else would you call it? What else? Yeah, once um, you say that. <laughs> hippie vomit. <laughs> Madam Butterfly. Uh, so how, how, 
Okay, and then what's your what's classic your all-time fave? I classic? mean, probably it used to be in aviation, but I think it's a last word now. What's an aviation, and what is a last word? Same um, and same. Aviation. Basically, amazing. what's anything other than a Red Bull vodka? <laughs> <laughs> and aviation is delicious. It's um. Gin and lemon and maraschino liqueur and a little like a, just a rinse or a couple drops of creme de violette. So it it's supposed to look like the sky. Um, it's Sick. kind of yeah, and it's just like a, I love maraschino liqueur in uh, anything. It's fucking delicious. So um, that's why I think the last word kind of took its place because it also has maraschino. Lo- is, is that like a the syrup and then like just fermented? Or is that... No, it's actually... So it's a cherry liqueur. It's clear, and it actually has kind of a funky flavor. Okay. It's not at all, like, cloying. It's it's sweet, but it's not cloying at all. It's, but like, is, is nothing it, like the cherry. Is it sort like of red the cherry. brine or the no. syrup? It's not that It's completely unrelated to, like, a maraschino cherry. Okay. Like, okay, sorry. I even don't even call them the same thing. I call the red things maraschino cherries bleh. and then yeah. i call maraschino <laughs> liqueur i have to call it correctly because i respect it you know it's like there's a difference mm-hmm. um but so it's your girlfriend and your wife <laughs> you have to separate the two <laughs> i'm just kidding dolly <laughs> love you dolly what uh, <laughs> uh are luxardos maraschinos yeah so okay. um luxardo okay. does make a maraschino liqueur that is Probably the best you can get. I actually really like Marasca as well. It's cheaper. It's a little drier. Um, but if you kind of, I don't know, if you A and B them, um, Luxardo's pretty darn good. Great. Yeah, I mean, they're my favorite cherries. They're $16 a jar. They well, see, and those, yeah, that you see the, obviously the difference between that cherry and, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, and it's actually cherry. fun to make fresh, you know, make your own bar cherries with fresh cherries. And what then, do you use? Just big and cherries? Then, yeah, I would, yeah, yeah, or, you know, Rainier's or if you want to get fancier. But just, Whatever you can There's find. There's fancier than Rainier? <laughs> we don't uh, talk to poor people on this podcast, Jason. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm so poor. <laughs> but yeah, you can br- and then to brine them in maraschino liqueur is... It oh, just, wow, yeah. It's a lot yummier. Great. Yeah. And then what was the other one? Bad talk? Bad touch? Oh. Last word. <laughs> last words. Last word. Yeah, so... Something about so gin, talking. lime, maraschino, and green chartreuse. So I'm gathering you are a gin drinker. I do love gin. Is gin your favorite uh, liquor? Hmm. If you were uh, stuck on an island and they said, get one liquor for the rest of your life. Well, that's easy. It'd be rum. Okay. But that's because I'm... You're when not, in Rome. You know, if I'm on an when island. In come on. <laughs> when, <laughs> when in Rome. Fine. What if you were stuck in... I don't know. What's a gin setting for you then? A gin setting? I don't know. Like a Dutch prison? Or? Okay. So if you were in a Dutch prison... And they By said, the way, that's a good name for your future cocktail. <laughs> um, Dutch prison sounds like a weird something. sex thing. That's where you drink gin out of your hands. Anyway, so if you're stuck in a Dutch prison for the rest of the life, they said you get one liquor. What do you drink? Gin? No, I think it actually would still be rum. I, I so really rum is rum. your favorite. Yeah. Is there a- rum, gin, whiskey? Probably. I don't know. As far as rum, I mean, since you're a uh, a tiki man, that obviously yes. rum is makes the makes the tiki world go round. Well, I think it's also just it's the most exciting spirit in that. It can be so different, you know. There's like, so, I mean, I know you, for almost any of them, yes, there's a spectrum, but with uh, rum, especially, it's just there are so many different kinds of rum, and mm-hmm. it's overwhelming. I, I love it. You can spend your whole lifetime digging, digging. Have you ever into bottled kid. your own rum? Um, yes and no. I haven't actually ever like made my own rum, but I did one year do like a like I spiced my own rum. I did like a pomander okay. rum, so I did like a clove orange rum. And then like bottled it. So. Is is there like a like a super rare, expensive like a Pappy Ben Winkles version of rum out oh, there? Yeah, I mean there are cra- tons of like island crazy rums. rums. I mean I I'm not at that point where I'm collecting fine rums and glass mm-hmm. cases, but yes, if uh, if I were to fall down that rabbit hole of wealth, then yes, I think that. Would so be they can you can get thing. bottles for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of oh, dollars. Yeah. Thousands. Um, have you guys been to Kanye Rum Bar downtown? I have. No. Yeah. It's, it's, I think, members. Like, I didn't, it I is. I was like a guest of someone. And I think, I don't, I think that might be because of a, the cigar element. I'm not sure. But, I don't know. But wow. yeah, it is a members club. But you can, you can easily become a member. I think it, the cost like $20 of, $20 a year or something. Well, or sometimes it's like the cost of your cocktail. You're a member now. Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have, when you walk in, there's a glass case that has like some really nice rums in it. And they're, they're very knowledgeable and make really fantastic cocktails. Mm. Okay. 
I will, I will check it out. As someone who is, you know, at least pretty good that you would say at making cocktails. Thank you for saying that I'm pretty good. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> at least. I don't know how, how humble no, I, or sort I'm of, very you know, humble <laughs> about it. Well, you, you, but, didn't, you know, you're confident enough to say that you're like, if you gave me a cocktail right now, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'll take it back. You know, I'd be like, this is nice. You know, I'd say this is nice. But you, but That's you did good. start as a self taught. Yes, hobbyist yeah. that's turned exactly. into more something more. But exactly. would it, is it harder for you now to sort of, you know, pay twenty dollars for a cocktail at a place like Hanya? No, because I think mm. Hanya West. there's Good so question. much <laughs> there's so much more than just the cocktail itself. Like, yes, I have a crazy booze collection at home and can make whatever drink I want pretty much at any time. There's my uncle. <laughs> he, he hits me. <laughs> um, Sorry. No, but I still... He's crazy and he has a booze yeah. collection. It's different. Well. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I think I love the experience of sitting at a bar. I love talking to a bartender. I love just learning and discovering new stuff. And there's all... I, I'm, I am kind of a junkie for the stranger spirits. So... I love sitting at a bar with a great selection and just just looking at the wall, asking questions, tasting stuff, and that's mm. that's always what then I, my next trip becomes is searching. That's like Chris searching at the cheese counter at Whole Foods. <laughs> it's not. You could have done better than that. Um, he just saddles for up. Listeners at home, I'm large. <laughs> they smell like cheese. <laughs> Giveaway. Anyway, uh, how long? Did it take for your palate to like develop where you could be like, you know, this is the rum that I'm all about, and this mm. is why? Because for me, like, I feel like you know, whiskey sort of has happened for me only because that's what I drank the most of in college. Because it was mm. sort of like, yeah, Jack Daniels is the dude's drink, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, I moved on. Whereas, like with wine, I haven't really, you know, I can't really say that I've drank incredible wine, so I can tell a good wine from a bad wine, but I can't tell a great wine from a mm-hmm. good wine necessarily. When was like sort of the point for you when your palate developed into shit? Like I've got this, like now I can, you know, start making these crazy cocktails. Huh? That's a great question. Thanks. I almost interview at Meg Nance on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's the first time you've given out your real uh, Twitter name. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually at Ariana Grande. No. <laughs> 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 oh man. Well, I don't know. That's a good question. I I don't know if there was really a moment. Um cuz you I don't know, when you look back you think he's always learning. Yeah, it's always learning. It's always changing. Even, you know, la- like two Okay, this is not really an answer, but I'm going to go there anyway. I just picked up a bunch of bottles of this dry French cider the other day because I was like, I've had this cider before. It's amazing. It's such a good deal. What a price point. I'm going to get a ton of them. Well, what and is the cider called? Uh, is it I think, pale? I think it's like Clo Normand something something French what, farmhouse. Is it apple or a pear? Or? Apple. Okay. And, and I, I had had it a few years ago. I loved it. I brought it to a Thanksgiving in Sonoma, and people were even drinking it over the wine. It was like this wonderful thing. But then I just this year for Thanksgiving, I brought some along, cracked it open, and I was like, "This tastes like Martinelli's." I can't believe I just bought a ton of this. You know, and it's like oh. your palate just changes, you know, yeah. and it, it's always happening. And that was only two years ago, loving something and then just being like, wait, this is nothing. Um, I feel the same way about the know. restaurant Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I haven't reached that point yet. <laughs> uh, speaking of chains, I, I popped my claim jumper cherry today. Ew. Claim <laughs> jumper? I had, never, I had never heard of claim jumper Stick until claim. a year ago. <laughs> Sorry. You know, actually, when I was when I was a younger uh, Orange County resident, that, that was, we would go to Claim Jumper when it was going to be like a you know, big night when when it's a little, something a little more special <laughs> than Sizzler. When you're going to get reamed? <laughs> if I, if I got an A minus on a report card or it was a birthday or something, we won a. God, we had different upbringings. We won a tournament. <laughs> It was the worst meal I've had in a long time. Really? I'll say that. What you have? Let's get into it. <laughs> Let's well, start with the appetizer. Well, course. I'm gonna throw my uh, dinner salad blue cheese. <laughs> my date under the bus because she was like, "Oh yeah, I come all the time. You should totally get this soup and salad thing. And that sandwich is really good. Get that." So I got like this half sandwich is that she was from like Iowa? a cashew. No, no, not at all. Oh, I feel bad. A, ca- a cashew chicken salad sandwich on like this defrosted onion roll that wasn't fully defrosted. <laughs> um, very mayonnaise-y, cloying 
chicken salad with a tortilla soup that was basically just like a gritty. It was almost like cream of wheat with tomato <laughs> sauce in it. Whoa. Like it was so gritty and there was no actual like anything in it. It was almost like a bisque of t- tortilla. It was bad. I was so sad. Damn. I like that you've said cloying like three times now. Yeah. I, I don't. It's one word. of my favorite words, actually. I, I, I feel like the only time I've heard it is Gordon Ramsay when he talks about like adding water to an olive oil mixture in like some sort of salad to make it less cloy. Oh. That's the only. T- that's like wow. the only uh, like memory point I have of it in my head. Cloying. <clears throat> You're my new Gordon. Think, wow. Do you, did you eat <laughs> cream? You. Did you eat cream of wheat when you were a youngster? I did. I actually preferred cream of wheat over its cousins, being oatmeal or cream of rice. Oatmeal, <laughs> cream of wheat's fat cousin. <laughs> I'm oatmeal, guys. <laughs> I ate, I ate wow. cream of wheat when I was a kid. What was your favorite flavor? Did you do the flavored or just the straight normal? I did the straight, and then you add a little uh, brown sugar. So you were a even. Butter. So you were a foodie as a and child. And a little uh, Maldon on top, of course, <laughs> just to finish. <laughs> and then I would have my mother just drop one single tear <laughs> on a pat of butter to make it less cloy. I mean, <laughs> when troubles were in season, of course, but not all the time. Yeah, not a monster. <laughs> uh, it was I the actually just ate cream of wheat uh, like a month ago in Arkansas at a okay. at a shitty restaurant and I at we, a restaurant wow it was at a restaurant <laughs> it was at a pancake shack in Hot Springs Arkansas and and the, like the it was like such fatty food like that we ordered cream of wheat like to get something healthy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was no quinoa there was no quinoa at all Ew. and Are I just these ex- carbs even complex. <laughs> I just experienced that. I was in Hawaii. Speaking mm. of coconuts, no pineapples. Oh, they have coconuts there. Speaking of getting laid. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, twelve-year-olds. I got laid twice in Hawaii. Okay. I got. Uh, I got there a, for like three years. <laughs> I got a. Uh, it was a necklace joke. Oh. Come on, dude. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, but I, I, I felt the same way when I was in Hawaii. What like. There's nothing other than eating poke. Mm-hmm. There isn't really anything nutritious there. Like when you ask about salad, they they'll like make fun of you if you want like a vegetable. They're like, what no. the fuck? Like not a joke either. Not like being sarcastic or like trying to be funny. It's like what? Like isn't like ew, what are you doing? Isn't like papaya seed vinaigrette like a huge thing there though? What do they put it on? I didn't see any papaya seed vinaigrette. Thought that's where it came from. One thing I did like there was chili water. That sounds disgusting. Chili water. Why does that sound disgusting? Well, is it like? Well, yeah. No, describe what that is though, because yeah, yeah, that could be okay. You basically like, like watered Texas down chili. chili. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> basically, it's it's kind of like it's just like chili oil, but you use water instead of oil. So it's hmm. just it's just cleaner and it's hot water and healthier. It's hot. water. But does it just kind of? It hmm. has the same amount of hmm. heat. As chili oil, just without like, the texture, but except it's just with water instead of oil, so you can kind of squirt it on anything willy nilly and not feel guilty about dousing whatever you're about to eat with oil. So, like, you can have a clump of white rice, squirt chili water all over it, and it gets a little spicy, it gets a little more moist, and and that's it. And you add no calories or oil or whatever. I, I want to start working on something chili oil, chili water related. Is it yeah, flavored it sounds fun. or is it just spicy? I mean, it has the the flavors of the chilies. There's no, like salt or anything in there. I'm saying well, there's probably a little bit of salt in there, but that's it. Like the only other addition would be salt. Are you, are you into spicy drinks? Um, I feel yeah. like in the past yeah. five years, I'm not I've had at a, all. a lot of like. Jalapeno, jalapeno margarita, yeah. No, I mean I think it's fine. There's a time and a place for it. I haven't really found many applications for us. Spicy drink, I guess. I mean, you have obviously your um, Bloody Mary variety, but I don't really drink Bloody Marys. Yeah, same um, here. I'm not a big savory drinks guy in general. Yeah, like, I, I love Bloody Mary. Don't get my friend's cookbook then. I, I will not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will not. And good I day mean, to you too, sir. I had a pulled pork margarita the other day. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> but other than that, 
But oh. but I, I did know. God, in, I hope that doesn't exist. In uh, in Hawaii, there's nothing to do there except for sit on the beach and then go eat. Yeah, and that's it, man. And I feel like I gained ten pounds being there for four days. Look, full yeah. disclosure: I do have a tiki separate club, and I have never been to Hawaii, mm. which is just a sin. I really I don't like Hawaii because the very first time I went to Hawaii as a child. It just rained for the whole like, week, and it was hot rain, and it was the first time in my life that I experienced hot rain, yeah. and I just was not about Hawaii at all. I love hot rain. Well, but I'm from uh, Arizona, so I grew up with hot rain. So you like any every time summer. it rains in general. I'm not mad at a hot rain. It's, as like long as rain. you're... Maybe it's because I was a child, because I found the older I get, the hotter my shower gets as well. Cause I was I like, you're gonna say the hotter I get. Well, you know, you know I've just been letting myself. Older the berry, sweeter the juice, <laughs> Chris Chang. No, I'm like the opposite of a fine wine. I'm like a fine wine Benjamin Button. <laughs> you're more like a chili water. Yeah, I'm more of a chili water. Um, yeah, maybe it's just because I was a kid. I don't know. So I don't. Well, Hawaii is not your place, Chang. Why not? You don't tell me what I like. Well, maybe the maybe maybe the the large amounts of rice and eating is up your alley, but other than that, stop yelling at it's me. It's really not, you know, you're not a beachy fellow. Dude, dude, I don't, I don't dude, catch you working on your tan dude, too often. <laughs> stop yelling at me. You know, you're more of a, you're more of a goth. I'm more of guy. an indoorsy. Yeah, <laughs> you're uh, an indoor fellow. I would like uh, nothing more right now than for you guys to not be here. Put on some Bauhaus, maybe melt some candle wax over a cat. Um, maybe get some light Satan worshiping in. I don't know. <laughs> it's a Thursday. Speaking of Hawaii, how, how, how do you have any shaved ice cocktails in the works? <laughs> Isn't that always funny wow. when I hear shaved ice? Yeah. Why is that? Oh, because like the, well, you mean like the hairy ice, like the finely shaved ice that's almost like hair-like, and it just it's, no, it's like feather, <laughs> shaved feather, featherweight piles. Yeah, of, not like a snow cone. Yeah, but in yeah, like the kind I where it's shaved so finely that it just turns into like like. I don't think I have the proper blade for that. You don't. No, you need a. You need an actual machine. You need like a machine to do it properly. Or like the guys on the side of the road, though. They just have like a huge block of ice. Oh yeah, yeah. And they just like you know, and they scrape it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, do you have any woodworking uncles, perhaps, you can borrow a? <laughs> I want to get an ice an lathe. lathe. An ice lathe set up exactly. I want to make some what? ice. It's lathe. not shaved ice. It's more of an ice curl. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a it's a hand hand mm, lathed ice. Mm. Something to think Do about. you get it into is. fancy ices? I get really into fancy ices. And the the first time <laughs> actually I had a fancy ice was in Taipei uh, when I was there for work. I heard that I had to go to Ice Monster in Taipei. And I, of course, sought out Ice Monster immediately. That's a fictional Asian character. Yeah, it's like a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, and he, they have... A, I believe he fought Godzilla. Yeah, they had this guy who's like this mango-y... Monster, who's there? Who's there? <laughs> I am ice monster. Yeah. Did, you, did you say yeah. manga or mango? Mango. He's oh, okay. like a mango ice monster. Off claps. And <laughs> and so I had to get the mango oh, ice monster, which was you know, I mean, I'm sure you could find this in San Gabriel Valley too, but it was like this monolith of mango shaved ice. I mean, it was really large. It was the size of a watermelon, and Ooh. I got it, and it had all these scoops of mango, like she said. sorbet and chunks of mango, and it, and and then covered in all the ice. And I went for breakfast naturally. And you really got to like mango. <laughs> I, you went for I, breakfast. I actually hate mango, so it was. I'm not a mango fan either. But I just knew it was like you have to be I in have the mood. to. This is what mm-hmm. everyone gets, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was actually delicious. When in Rome. When in Rome. So by fancy ices, I meant you meant something else. <laughs> I, oh, you I meant said, like, like different for water. cocktails. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were the cocktail shaved. guy. Why would I talk to you about Taipei? Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah I was talking. about to say like they have uh, clear cylindrical whiskey cubes in Taipei. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even know if yeah. the water is drinkable at in Taipei. The SLS, no, actually, at the SLS at Jose Andres's restaurant. Well, then, I didn't buy it because I'm not an idiot, but they have a <laughs> perfectly spherical ice cube. That uh, is, you know, from some spring in some Nordic country, and it's eighteen dollars. Yeah, no, I'm not into that. Just guy. to buy a one ice cube, one ice cube for yo drink. That's kind of sick. I'm yeah, not- I mean, imagine how balling you have to be, but that's stupid. No, yeah, that you know stupid. how many kids in? It's a classic upsell that'll work on a drunkie. Yeah. 
I, the African thing, children who are yeah. starving. Yeah, how, what do you do? Do you, uh, do you dig deep into the world of artisanal fancy ices? No, I don't. Um, I've <laughs> do, you have yeah, a, do you find certain water makes better ice for certain cocktails? Uh, I haven't gone quite that far. I just try to uh, use... Has anyone? Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know about per certain cocktails. But like purified but, water? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't use tap water, but I, you know... I, You're not right, like right. checking I, I the alkaline levels of your water. For well, and I'm also not cubes. one of those people who who takes the cooler and fills it with the distilled water and puts it in my freezer to get it the right temperature so it doesn't cloud, mm-hmm. so I can carve it myself. Like I don't really go there because I'm also not that whole like bespoke. Spoke classic cocktail dude with garters on my arms. Oh, you know, it's yeah. just not you're really not a style. loser. <laughs> yeah. And also, and also and that's co- fine if you are, but it's just not and, me. and that kind of ice is pretty much just when you're serving a twenty dollar scotch on right. the rock, neat or on but the rocks. Let's be honest, kind of like, thing. how many of your customers can tell? Oh, no one can, but they all, but a lot think they, they can. Act like, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can tell with a tap. You know, you yeah, can but, taste but you tell with like coffee. Like you can tell what kind of water you're using because yeah, mostly exactly. Water. Yeah, as, as long as you're not getting a shitty cube, that's all people really care about. And they like the ice, the ice machines, like in, in like commercial ice machines in bars or restaurants. You can get like a nicer one that'll make like a very nice little perfect square cube that looks cool. Yeah, it's actually been nice because right now our um, pop up is very, very <laughs> ice. Sorry, yeah. what else you got? Story. Oh, Please well, our talking. coconut club Sorry currently is at. Um, we're hosted at Sunny's Hideaway for this. I think this is our last month there, but they have a great ice machine, and it it is like those nice, perfect cubes, and it's a nice, nice Sunny's benefit. Hideaway, so you've been hosting the Coconut Club, the actual the pop-ups pop-up. there. Yeah, we we found it actually worked nicely because they have a little lanai in the back, and we had a you know a commercial kitchen, and they're mm-hmm. closed on Mondays, so oh, okay. we've been kind of doing a Monday pop-up thing, and. Uh, and the last time I was there, they had a. It was tiki night, and they so have a great tiki night. Uh, taking so. a feather out of your cap. Um, they well, they've been doing that for a minute. I'm yeah. pretty sure they haven't. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Anyone say that? Feather out of a cap? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Or are you taking a feather out of someone else's? You mean? Yeah, I've never heard. No, of No, that's not really a no, thing. No, okay. but I like it. Uh, the last time I was at Sunny's Hideaway, I had a smoked deviled egg that really was so good. Oh, that's the place you were talking about. Yeah. I'm and not, I've never been there. And I have to say, I think their tiki drinks on Tuesdays are actually pretty fantastic. Yeah? I enjoy them, yes. Kelly, the barman, is uh, he's a friend and a genius. Well, tell him uh, I want the recipe for smoked deviled eggs, even though he you doesn't don't have to make do that. Them. Yeah. I tell him now. <laughs> what about eggnogs? Christmas uh, is here. Yes. Are you yeah, a nog, are you a nog man? Drinks. I love eggnog. Really? Yes. I feel like most people don't really fuck with eggnog. Really? And I, I like it. I'm not mad. Eggnog for me is uh, is much like an ice cream. Yeah. Where it's so uh, it's so rich and luxurious that I only want a very small amount of it. Yeah. No, that is true. And I'm not a triple triple scoop or a, a pint glass of nog. Sometimes I'm, I find though with certain homemade recipes, it, even though it's probably almost worse for you, maybe maybe not. It, it it's easier to drink. It's not quite as Cloying and thick. Number four. <laughs> four. But you know, the, if you buy the stuff at the store, I mean, I can't have more than a tablespoon. It's, For listeners at uh, home, let's play a drinking game. Every time he says cloy, you have to hit yourself. <laughs> you in have, mouth. Every time he says the word cloy, you have to sip a tablespoon of eggnog. <laughs> no, you've made yourself, of course. Well, do you have an eggnog recipe for yourself? Um, How I, do you make eggnog? Well, not you per the, per yeah. se, but just yeah, yeah. in general. I don't know how to make it. Oh, uh, well, I mean, it does involve raw eggs, which is the first thing that scares off most people. Is it just um, the yolk, or is it the whole egg? Uh, I believe the whole egg. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was just. Oh no, no, it is yolks. It, is it just the yolks? No, no, no. I, I think I've it's seen, the whole egg. I've, I've never seen a recipe that uses just yolks for for um for like alcoholic beverages. Oh yeah, no, for most oh, okay. cocktails just you just whites. use the whites. Yeah, like right. Um eggnog though, I mean there are like flips which have a whole egg. Um that's a whole another story. Uh mm. but yeah, egg Over easy. We'll get to that after this nog talk. Um pretty much uh, you know, so the you spirits, just like you like people, beat an egg? Yeah, it's it's egg, it's cream. Uh <laughs> You do what? You beat the egg and then the egg tells everyone it fell? <laughs> God. <laughs> Another Christmas at the Chang House. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I'll be here all day. <laughs> um, so cream, 
cream a, egg. Um, a whisked egg. I'm yes. so pleased with myself. I'm sorry. As you should not be. Okay. Um, okay. And then, um, you know, you nutmeg, definitely. Um, and then as far as spirit, you know, people argue about what's best. Bourbon and rum, right? Some people like rum. Some people like bourbon. Some people like brandy. I like all three. Call me crazy. Um, Together? You crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and I think that's pretty, some, pretty much the main ingredients. The recipe I like to use, uh, Jeffrey Morgenthaler from... Um, in a bartender from Portland, he's fantastic. He's a couple couple spots up there. Clyde Common and Pepe Le Moco, he's fantastic. We worked together um, in Oregon many years ago, but mm. he makes a fantastic eggnog. It was he was one of like the first kind of cocktail bloggers um, many years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, nope. yeah, he has a great recipe. So I I recommended that one personally. But okay, you you mentioned brandy, yeah. I feel like I, I've, I was just listening to something about Brandy. The singer? Yeah, Moesha. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about Moesha for the next Ray J? 19 minutes. Um, Isn't it just, crazy that Ray J is more famous than Brandy? And all he did was used to date Kanye West's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Sorry, also, Ray J, it's a different world. Just a quick spinoff on Ray J. He averages 30 grand a month from the sex tape still. Good for him. Wow. And then when the Kim Kardashian break the internet photos came out, it uh, it tripled since then, and now he's making ninety G's a month. Mm-hmm. After that booty was uh, was wow. internet. Anyway, kudos to you. Sexy a cheers to you, I Ray just J. Pardon my manners. <laughs> that's a that's a Ray J song. I've, I've I've heard that Brandy is becoming a lot more popular lately, and people are starting to rediscover it. Yeah, I would say. Shine Brand- a little light on that, Brandy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Brandy's interesting. I think Sherry's another one that's obviously picked up a lot in recent years, mm-hmm. which I love. I love Sherry. I think it's pretty fantastic. I've, I've no, I don't think I've ever really had a proper Sherry other than, like, mm. taking a swig out of my grandma's cooking Sherry. Oh, oh. oh you dark man. Yeah, <laughs> that's a different thing. <laughs> sherry Shepherd. I mean, uh, it, wasn't a, <laughs> it wasn't an alcoholic-style swig. It was more like a... Curious. I'm eight years old. What does this taste like? You did it when you were eight? I mean, I was I was a little kid, and you all wanted to see what it was. And it, <laughs> I mean, it was like, you know, sherry that had been opened, you know, twelve years, 12 years before, yeah. oh. kind of thing. And yeah, I'm not a big fan of cream sherry or cooking sherry, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you no know one you're supposed to cook with regular sherry. Like you don't use cooking sherry for anything. Yeah, you I know, cook but I'm cooking sherry. Uh, but uh, grandmas in the seventies, it was it was different. <laughs> <laughs> I was not alive in the seventies, but I'm saying that's pr- probably where the uh, sherry was from. <laughs> I mean, that like, you know, you're not supposed to do a lot of things. Yeah, but moms do that. Well, sherry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, most. Drinking sherries, yeah, are very, very different flavor. Um, you know, ranging from like a fino, which is going to be bone dry and and really, you know, best chilled, to like um, a Pedro Jimenez, which will be really like raisiny and syrupy and dark. And then there's like a whole spectrum in between. My favorite's kind of right in the middle, which is Amontillado, which has like it's kind of it's really, really dry also, but it has more of an amber color and like an almond, like a really nutty flavor. Mm. Um, it's well, my favorite thing to sip after a meal, actually. Um, is it a digestive situation? Not, well, not. I don't think technically because it's not like the whole herbal, like for your tummy thing. Right. It's more of just a really civilized okay. sipper. Uh, That's was that the name of your blog, by the way? <laughs> a civilized a sipper. Civilized sipper dot blogspot dot. Uh, today on a civilized sip you you were mentioning the egg flip where it has a whole egg in a cocktail. What is that? Yeah. Um, what f- that is? <laughs> there are lots of different ways of doing it, but because I know I'm trying to remember. Other than the movie cocktail where you crack a whole egg into a pint glass and and chug it. Oh, Rocky oh. Four, mm. where it shows Drago. That's right. <laughs> And he's just eating like full crazy meals and then training. And then That's it the cuts one. to Rock, who's on a motorcycle, just just cracking a rag into his mouth and throwing the shell off into the wind. That's right. Well, I mean, I, I mean, will break you. <laughs> I don't remember very much from the Rocky movies, but in, I remember that. Yeah, in in Rocky, you eat the uh, you eat the raw egg for strength, but in the, in the movie Cocktail, you would you would <laughs> chug it 
to uh, oh, wait. Re- relieve a hangover. Is there a movie Crow. called Cocktail? Yes. Yeah. I thought you were talking <clears throat> about like in a movie Cocktail, it would no. just be a protein shake from the 70s. No, it's, no, like, talking it's Tom, like Tom Cruise flair bartender. One of flick. Tom Cruise's early works in the 80s where he was a flair bartender trying to make it in the big city and he had... Uh, who was the guy who played his mentor? I don't remember. Tom was, Cruise because Tom No, it was Hardy. like an old British guy. It was... <laughs> I forgot who it was. Anyway, you should watch it. It's so good. It's actually something that I need to revisit. It's a great movie. Immediately. Tell me everything I knew about Have you Flair seen Coyote Ugly? <laughs> Same idea. Yeah. yeah. Actually, a friend of Jason and mine worked at the original Coyote Ugly really? when she was like 16. <laughs> Sue. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's maybe she was eighteen. Slut. I don't know. She was regardless. Like she shouldn't have been working at a bar yet, but they allowed. Who uh, who played her in the film? I have no idea. Was there an Asian girl in that Lucy film? Lucy Liu. Was Lucy Liu in that film? Mm, maybe. I don't know. Okay, continue. Okay, so back to the egg, egg <laughs> the whole egg in a drink. Well, I'm gonna fuck it up, but there. Uh, I know there are versions that have beer as well. So actually, a beer, a whole egg. Whoa. No, this no, no, is, no, like this a, is like a cocktail that would have a yeah. whole egg in it. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, there's a good... Beer and a whole egg. Yeah. I like this. I know, it's kind of like a meal, right? I don't know. Sounds fine. So what do you... Is it literally a glass of beer with an egg cracked in it? Um, yeah. It's fucking tight. <laughs> what else goes in that this? That you would probably lightly shake, but... I haven't actually ever made one, though, so that's why I'm a little unsure. But um, I've always been tempted to, and I will. What other will. sort of weird ingredients have you... Like, not that an egg is weird, but in, a, in the setting of a cocktail, it's sort of weird. Mm-hmm. Like a whole egg. A whole cracked egg what in else, a cocktail like, you is know, pretty weird. And I'm not talking like making your own syrups, like, a, like I don't know, a ginger yeah. and sage, simple syrup, or anything like that. I'm talking yeah, yeah. like people would be like, why is this guy putting... A, cage-free brown double-A into my cocktail. <laughs> We're talking double-A batteries. We're talking gluten-free bread crumbles. What do you got? Please don't eat batteries. <laughs> Please don't sue us after eating batteries and dying. All I'm saying uh, is don't knock it till you try it. Weird shit. Um, what about I don't you, know. Christian? I mean... What? What? Any, what? What kind of weird shit are you up to? In drinks? In gen. In general, whole lot. How much time you guys got? <laughs> yeah, we don't need, we don't, we, don't, we don't want to talk about you in the dark crying. web. Well, we should talk about your coconut club mm. and the journey that you've been on in an underground tiki pop up. Yep. How many other people do you do it with? Uh, so one of my podcast co-hosts, Andy, the the chef, he mm-hmm. it was kind of his idea. Um, that kind of came out of uh, he's casted quite a few times on Doug Benson's podcast D- Dining with Doug and Karen oh yeah um, how is that podcast um, it's long <laughs> Some, so, so it's Doug Benson and his friend and Karen Anderson and they just yeah. talk about food boringly yeah. um, they talk about they eat a lot they ha- usually have someone there preparing them food they eat it they talk about it right you know um, and when Andy's done like it Doug Benson He's, you know, he kind of goes over the top Ooh. and we'll do like four or five courses while during the podcast. Ooh. And that's kind of was our almost the proto coconut club. We didn't even know at the time it would be young coconut. Yeah, yeah, it was our young coconut. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did kind of a tiki one. And Sometimes it's pink. <laughs> yeah, it <is>. Okay. Um, <laughs> how many how many pop ups have you done? So now I think we've done. I think. Maybe seven or eight-ish. And you, got, and you guys have the business model of you pay a flat fee ahead right. of time. Right. And you get the full range of mm-hmm. everything. You get, does that include food and drink? Correct, yeah. So right now it's just like a, one, <clears throat> a one-time ticket, and that also covers you know, any taxes or gratuity and everything as well. Oh, okay. So it's, we just try to make it Will as easy as possible. kill you throw in, Valen? What's that? Just kidding. <laughs> No, people just can roll in and, and enjoy themselves. And so not it's a flat rate. It. Do you want to say how much it costs? Yeah, uh, yeah. Right now it is one twenty nine. Okay. And yeah, it's about and it's roughly eight courses, but it's like tasting menu style, so it's not like huge plates of food, right. but about eight courses. Um, but you're full and drunk by the end of the night. Yeah, yeah. How many I mean, cocktails? Four, four full cocktails, um, one edible cocktail, and one like mini situation. What is a wow. cocktail? Uh, it's well. This one, it's like a jello, like a jello shot. A, a jello In shot. In the style of El Bulli. 
Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he has a he has a course of edible cocktails. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I I love edible cocktails. I think it's a really fun thing to play with. Uh, our <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a really um, fun thing to play. It's with. a fun thing to play. With. <laughs> what? what um, yeah. What? Let's talk about edible cocktails. Yeah, because I just watched the the Anthony Bourdain El Bulli episode when now, while which, I was which stoned last night. It was like from the first season, maybe where he went to. This is really into drugs now for listeners. I'm really into doing pot lately. Anyways. <laughs> He go he goes to El Bulli like right before they're closing mm-hmm. and kind of like shows the full service of whatever I don't know however many dozens of courses you get right but there were like three different edible cocktails and one of them was like a it was a mojito yeah that was meant to look like a mini baguette sandwich okay what? it was like uh <laughs> yeah like he the like like it looked like bread. Yeah, it looks like bread. It looks like a, a baguette, like the size of like a cigar or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's made out, I don't even know what it's made out. It's probably some kind of like foam that when it hardens turns into like a... Like a meringue? Kind of, yeah. Hmm. And then when you put it in your mouth... Or is it like colored like the trolley gummy hamburgers? No, it's more of, more <laughs> of a meringue. Okay. It's kind of like a pale green color. And mm-hmm. then it's like rolled out into a baguette form and then like three little diagonal score lines or across it to make it look more like a piece of bread. And then when you put it in your mouth, it kind of like instantly disintegrates mm-hmm. and melts into a mojito yeah. kind of thing. Or there's other, other things like that. Yeah. At uh, Providence, once I had a couple, they, they're kind of the first thing you get there has a few little edible cocktails and one of them I had looked like an egg yolk but it was like a screwdriver type situation and it felt like an egg yolk it like it popped and kind of mm-hmm. did, did a thing so that I don't know it's interesting too I also my favorite guys who do like the gelatinous version uh, are these British guys Bompas and Parr I don't know if you've heard of them they're kind of like more mm-hmm. artists than than anything else but they do these crazy like jelly installations um and they'll they'll be they'll be like a, mi- a million jellies and they'll do uh, a million jellies <laughs> i made their um their mai tai jelly recipe for a party once and it was it like burned but it was freaking delicious um, so a jelly like like peanut butter and jelly jelly no that's just what the brits called jello jelly jelly oh so it's like all these I mean, crazy jellies, and they'll they'll make like special molds, so they'll make, you know, architecture, you know, shaped gotcha. jellies and airports and like all these crazy things. The Sistine and Chapel, they did, but with vodka. They do like crazy. I've art always wanted to eat a, an alcoholic airport. So, yes. they did one. That's off to you, Brits. <laughs> what, um, have you had the artisanal Jello shot? That you can uh, buy. Why does it always come back yes. to this on this podcast? <laughs> we talked about it like the first episode. <laughs> we mentioned it like three times, I think. The the Ludlow's cocktails. I think yeah. that's what it's it's like where it looks like a Jello shot, like a like a Jello pudding pack, and then it's mm-hmm. filled with like a hipster Jello yeah. shot thing. No, they're friends. They they have a cool <laughs> thing going. Um, I will say <laughs> when next topic. <laughs> um, what is uh, when they debuted at Golden State of cocktails the la kind of cocktail conference last year they had different flavors and you know they they obviously went kind of more mainstream with the flavors mm-hmm. for for you know obvious they did. reasons um but they had some really awesome ones um at that conference and there there was like a bacony bourbon one old-fashioned there were mm. um i'm trying to remember one of them had like pop rocks and it was just it was really fun they I think kind I of had a pop them. rocks one actually from the package ones uh, it was it was a package one, and then it had pop rocks on the that side just, that you. Would that was just on top. the meth you smoked. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's some kind of bourbon and bone marrow Jello <laughs> shot situation mm. you should work on, my friend. Like in my head, the, I'm starting to get some ideas. The, the thing that sounds like it would work best in a Jello shot is something citrusy and like an herb. I feel like that'd be really yeah. refreshing. Like I a, did like well, an orange and rosemary, like just something really easy. Yeah, I did. Um, because this summer I did like a campaign with Aperol Spritz, you know, because you oh, joined right. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did for one of their things, I did a Aperol Spritz jelly in a in the orange, you know, so when you slice it, it's like a... Oh. Like yeah. In the rind. In the rind, yeah. yeah. And that's a fun way to do it. 
So you, you cut an orange in half. No, you, you cut like, like slices of orange and then you hollow it out so it's just the like, smiley face bit. Yeah. You fill that bit. With well, the, you, you take the whole orange. There's more than one way to skin an you orange cut, Yeah, you cut a little circle on the top and you actually take like a spoon or I use like a grapefruit, like a scored grapefruit. Like if you're spoon. removing the guts out of a pumpkin to Totally, but you do it with an orange, take all that out and then fill it up with the jello and then when it's hard and then you slice it. And, Amazing. And you can actually those guys ten out of ten presentation BTA. <laughs> but and any like take it from zero to hero. Like do a little couple layers. It makes all the difference. Because mm. so once you what get stripes you involved, this, once yeah. you get stripes. Well, I didn't do this, but those guys bombs apart in their jelly book. One of their don't recipes, tell me they stripe. They did a, a striped orange. So it's it's actually orange like translucent orange and then like opaque white. In, mm-hmm. in like really thin stripes, oh, like the pith. and then when you cut it, it's like this crazy like it's beautiful. Wow, I'm really impressed, but I haven't. I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> well, luckily you have an outlet for it. Yes, not well, all of us have a coconut clube. We are gonna try a striped edible cocktail this time, actually. So we'll see how it goes. When when is the next coconut club? So December fifteenth is our next one, um, which. We were. I'm not. I'm not boasting, but we were very excited that it sold out in like 15 minutes, which Ooh. was kind of cool for yeah. us. Um, That's great. And you know, so we're kind of looking to expand in the new year and try to make it larger venue. Larger venue. Try to get it. You know, two or three days in a row per time each time we do it. And um, do you think yeah. it's something that could turn into more of a full time job? Ideally, um, ideally, if we can get it there, yeah. Amazing. Is your yeah. day job in, in food or drink as well? Uh, music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, music management. So. Muse by day, <laughs> slices by night. Drink booze at night. Well, uh, so I, w- I was going to try and plug, but you don't even I, need it. You know, it's... <laughs> Yeah, but if you go to the Coconut Club LA dot com, Coconut Club LA dot com, you can sign up for a newsletter, so you'll be the first to know when tickets go on sale for our future events. You need a, a booze letter. It's our booze letter. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Gosh, so many good ideas coming out of this brain yeah, trust tonight. That's great. Well, <laughs> congratulations on on the Coconut yeah, Club. Well done. For listeners Thank at you. home, applaud Thank when you hear this part. Yeah, when you when you when you do all of that. Are you are you guys turning a little little bit of a profit, decent profit, a little something? We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. okay <laughs> yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Are you are you are you pooling your income towards something greater? Um, right now, it's all going it? back into the club because yeah, yeah. a lot of it, you know we invested a lot just as far as we're we're all like you know attention to detail with presentation, glassware. You mm. know, we ultimately definitely want to get to the point where we are making a signature tiki mug because any serious tiki mm-hmm. endeavor needs a mug. So that's definitely <laughs> one of our projects for 2015. And are there, are there guys that you can commission to make your tiki mug yeah. who are kind of the, uh, the Picasso of the mug world? We, yeah, we have, I mean, we have some ideas we haven't actually discussed with anyone yet. Mm-hmm. I secretly really want to make it myself. As you should. But, um, yeah, so I'm, we'll figure it out. Start but. drawing up some sketches. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a maybe a 3D printer is around the corner. Ooh, maybe Santa will bring one. <laughs> do you what? think the mug affects the drink, though? Like how it tastes? <laughs> the, so, mug, yes. the mug, not as much. One of our vessels right now is actually just a fresh coconut. Um, and that, I would say, would probably affect the flavor yeah. more than yeah. a ceramic so. mug. But but oh, like ceramic. The, yeah, when you were yeah. saying tiki, I thought you meant like... Like one of those hand-carved wood ones. No, the, like, cool. like a tiki mug is ones. kind of like how uh, like a German would have a beer stein, like kind of like your signature physical item that that kind of you. It's all to your own. Yes. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it, <laughs> it's all right. Well, in and in. I fell asleep for a second. I was so bored there, Jason. <laughs> You know, Germans have a thingy, and you guys have a Oh, Germans? <laughs> no, oh, German. I just got off like a huge two-week stint of just doing German voice. Moving along. Uh, lastly, that back. Um, what, is, what is like one dish that kind of really signifies what you guys are doing at the Coconut Club for somebody who's interested in what 
tiki food might be. Okay. Um, we have this one uh, tray that is, it's, you know, a lot of people... When is it they more think of a platter? It's more of a platter. <laughs> it would be a poopoo platter because when a lot of people think tiki food, they're like, oh, well, the only thing I can think of is a poopoo platter or, you know, like Chinese food. And, um, no, Chris James. No, what? What? Oh, start. start what? You said poo-poo platter. You want me to not riff on that? I definitely want okay. you to not riff on that. Continue. I saw a lot um, of places in Hawaii that were just poo-poo platter restaurants. Really? Yeah. Solo poo-poo. And did they have like the little grill in the middle so you could... I didn't go inside of them. That's disgusting. <laughs> it was, I, I drove by. Yeah. But like, but but in Hawaii, like that's that's just literally what they call appetizers, right? So like, you go to like a mall rest, like a restaurant in the mall, and it'll be like poo poos, entrees, desserts, stuff, entrails. All right, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, back well, to your. Yeah, so our poo poo is very different. Hawaii is, just, <laughs> Hawaii is just covered in feces, is what you're saying. <laughs> Is that mm. not what you just said? Whoa. For listeners at home, Jason looks frustrated. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, poo-poo. So, <laughs> ours is not the circular thing. and I, don't, I mean, it's, a, it's basically a long tray that's wrapped in banana leaf. It has a little tiki torch, so there's actually a mini torch on the plate. Oh, okay. And, um, and it has like... Uh, <laughs> Uh, a duck, like a duck confit bow. Um, okay. It has um, like a, I forget exactly how Andy prepares it, but this really good um, chicken wing that's really crispy and, and has good flavor. It's marinated for a long time. And then something he calls a spam yam, which is just taking that idea of the spam, but he, I don't really know the connection in his brain, but there's a connection between the spam and the, and the yam. <laughs> and it's this little piece of yam that's um, like it does rhyme. and coconut. <laughs> it sounds good. Yes. Uh, which is important. So yam um, and spam. No, there's actually no spam. It's like using the yam in place of the spam. Oh, it's okay. really hard to describe, but it's delicious. So maybe and, he's uh, molding a yam into a... And it's not quite like a masubi or anything. Can but form? It's more of, I think, about... I don't know what it's about. Okay. But it's the delicious. Snout and the ears of the yam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But I think actually. All the nasty our, bits of the yam. Yeah. It's not, and it's not like a full dish, but my, one of my favorite things, just because it's cute, is um, he makes these little pineapple breads that look like a little pineapple and then like molded pineapple butter in the shape of a pineapple that's actually painted. Cute. So it's like this beautiful little presentation for like starting out. And one of well, I think I saw. So he'll he'll take he'll make a pineapple bread and right. mold it in the shape of a pineapple. Yes, and then we'll mold butter into the shape of a pineapple. Into the shape of a pineapple, <laughs> and we'll hand paint. Yes, like little cross like the sections. Green, like yeah, make it green on the tops. And Dude, holy yeah. shit, it's pretty cool. I've never heard. That's one. I mean, you can say that. You know, I'm I'm sure as a pop up restaurant, you know, every everything. Uh, under the sun has been done before, but I really don't think anybody has ever hand-painted a pad of butter, <laughs> which that is might, awesome. That might be true. Um, and actually, my favorite cocktail is a kind of a combo of, of a dish and a cocktail, and it's, um, it's kind of my riff on a pisco sour and a pina colada. So pisco colada, but we call it like the shrimp cocktail because it, uh, he make, Andy makes like a coconut, fried coconut shrimp on a skewer that is the garnish for the cocktail, mm. and it kind of does this weird cocktail uh, dish thing. And it's basically, um, the drink is pineapple-infused pisco and then with like um, a coconut lemongrass syrup and fresh lemon, egg white, um, mm. with some bitters on top, and then, yeah, the shrimp. Sick. And that's pretty, pretty tasty. Um, wow. Have you guys received any press for your... Yeah, we've been pretty lucky. Um, Liquid LA, Los Angeles Magazine's um, site has done a little feature with one of, actually, oh yeah, no, it's a different cocktail recipe, um, our Five Spice Rum Punch. But uh, mm-hmm. then also LAist did a piece that is re- what really kick-started stuff for us. Overnight, we had like a huge influx in su- subscribers, and that's when we started selling out really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um we had that. We had Inside Hook. We had LA Weekly, Eater LA. And um, when you when you say this is an illegal pop up, 
I didn't say illegal. <laughs> oh, you said underground. Underground. Uh, underground. But you know. Are you are you within the legal boundaries? Or are you kind of skating? well? That's, that's like in the same way that Bill Cosby had <clears throat> underground relations with these ladies. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't liken us to Bill Cosby so much. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty underground. What he did. <laughs> Uh, it started out kind of that way. It was in a warehouse downtown. And mm-hmm. It was definitely a little more like password at the door. Um, the ones we've done at Sunny's, the nice thing about being at a restaurant is it is licensed. So yeah. where it's not really quite so illicit. Yeah. But, um, you know, again, that could change. Mm-hmm. We could go way more illegal anytime. Mm-hmm. Is that a promise or a threat? <laughs> well, that's great. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Hats off to you, Mr. Coconut Club. <laughs> um, so people can visit uh, coconutclubla.com and check all of that out. And they can look on iTunes for the podcast. Hopefully, maybe this pod will inspire you to start doing some more. And what was that episodes. podcast called again? That one is called The Table Set, and it's on iTunes or homefries.com. Or homefries.com. And people can find you on Twitter at? At These Drinks. And, um, yeah, Instagram, Nathan Hazard, my name. Mm-hmm. You can find me on both of those at them jeans. Where can people find you, Chris Chang? At Liam Neeson. At Liam Neeson on Twitter. Taken Force coming out next year. Yeah, you just got verified, didn't you? I've been verified. <laughs> been verified. Uh, if you if you like this episode and this podcast, please uh, don't hesitate to subscribe on iTunes and give us a nice rating and review. Tell a friend if you would think that they would like to listen. Well done. <laughs> uh, and thank you so much, Nathan. Thank I appreciate you. you doing this. Thanks, Nathan. We'll thank see you, you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I love you. Later.